All right, let us pray. Almighty God, thank you that you are present here with us this morning. Make us aware of that presence. Lord, show us what you're up to and give us the strength and the courage to follow you wherever you lead. It is in and through your Son's name we pray. Amen. When I was in undergrad, I, uh, I went to a deeply fundamentalist Christian college. Uh, things are different now. But when I was in college, every incoming student in that college had to take a class on evangelism within their first year. Evan 101, it was called. And at a, uh, at a certain point in the class, in the semester, we had to go out and witness to someone in the world. It could be a stranger or a neighbor or a friend, uh, or as was offered to the whole of the class at one point, we could carpool together and go to the local Walmart parking lot to accost folks and ask them if they knew where they were going when they died. <laughs> so I'm sure that when we hear the word evangelism, or evangelical, the big E word, uh, this is the sort of thing that our minds jump to, right? This is what we think about. People coming up to you with the sort of gospel tracts that uh, Alan handed me this morning um, with the sort of faceless, monstrous God <laughs> or the uh, $100 bill that appears to be a $100 bill but is in fact a piece of paper that says, your real treasure is in heaven, you know, those, there are as many clever and disappointing ploys uh, for this stuff as there are people that believe it's their job to save souls from the eternal fires of hell. But here's the thing, all of our texts this morning, even the wild First Corinthians reading, seem to be pointing in that direction this morning, evangelism. Last week, I preached about how God is always, always, always doing a new thing and, seeing, and how seeing God, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever through Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s lens of Christ as trailblazer, whose path we're on, is actually the only way to understand how God is moving, working, and acting in the world. And this week, I want to pick up that theme again. I want to talk about our living, trailblazing God, and not just because Alan loves a sermon series and my six-month review is coming up. Um, understanding that God is the almighty trailblazer, the living God who is active and moving in the world, and understanding that our call as followers of the risen Lord is to follow wherever he's already at work, that is evangelism. True evangelism isn't about us saving souls. That's not our job. We're no good at it. We couldn't do it anyway. True evangelism is about seeing where God already is and joining the work that God has already started and completed in the world and inviting others to do the same. Jonah, the reluctant fish-belly-dwelling prophet to the Ninevites who didn't want that job. We all know the story. It's a terrifying story if we really think about it. But see what's there. Jonah, an Israelite prophet, a Hebrew prophet, going to a people who were not his own, a people group who were thought to be outside the covenant promise of his God, and God calls to him to go. 
and proclaim the message of salvation to these people. Jonah saw, he heard, where the living God was already moving in the world, and he didn't like it, so he ran. And that didn't work. So God continued to move and act in the world. He got Jonah back on track and got the message preached, and the people of Nineveh were saved. Karl Barth, this Swiss theologian that I am a fan of, talks a lot about the wildness of God, about God showing up where we think God should not show up, about God not caring about the lines that we draw between us and others, and God showing up on the other sides of those lines all the time. There's a pastor in Minnesota, Greg Boyd, and he has this line, anytime you draw a line between yourself and another person, Jesus is on the other side of that line. And Jonah learned that firsthand, right? God showing up where God doesn't belong is the whole nature of the living God, the trailblazing God that we follow. It's inconvenient because it means that we have to stop drawing the lines that we want to, the lines between people who do and do not look like us or people who do and do not vote like us or people who do and don't love the same way that we do because guess what? God is on the other side of those lines we love to draw. And our job as Christ followers is to follow God across the lines and invite others to do the same. This, at the same time, is both easier and much more difficult than our standard conception of evangelism. Jesus called to Simon and Andrew, James and John, the fishermen, and told them that they would no longer be fishing for food, but for people, right? But what's the first thing that Jesus told them? What was his leading statement, his opening line, before he told them what they would be doing? He said, follow me. There is no evangelism, no fishing for people, nothing that we do out in the world for the sake of the kingdom apart from following the living, loving, and life-giving God in Jesus Christ. He's the line-crossing trailblazer after all. How could we do anything but follow him? Evangelism isn't about telling people what they have to do or how they have to act or where they need to change their life to look more like yours. That's, assimil that's assimilation and colonization. And that's of no interest and, in fact, in opposition to the liberating God that we serve. Evangelism is about seeing where God is already at work in the real lives of real people and inviting them to see it too. Evangelism is about living like our God is real and at work and acting like that's true because it is true, because we know it to be true, and inviting others to do the same. It doesn't have to be awkward. It just has to be authentic. It has to be true, and it is true. In 1 Corinthians this morning, Paul is giving what on its face looks like a very strange exhortation. I mean, brothers and sisters, the appointed time has grown short. From now on, let even those who have wives be as though they had none. And those who mourn as though they were not mourning. And those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing. And those who buy as though they had no possessions, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. Very strange. But I think that this, strangely enough, 
is the key to a real, a true evangelism. I think what Paul is doing here is inviting us to think about the things in our lives that keep us tied to this earth, our relationships, our joys, our griefs, our stuff, our world, as things that are not ends in themselves. They don't terminate in on themselves. Last week, we talked about how following the living God, the almighty trailblazing Christ of Dr. King, costs something. It always costs something. But it's the only life worth living because it's the only life that's true, and the truth is this world is passing away. And I'm not a doomsday preacher up here, I promise. And Paul was not a doomsday preacher in the first century. He's saying, and I'm saying this morning, that the things of this world are good things joyous things, but they're not the only things, or even the ultimate things. There is something more, and by living like that's true, because we believe it's true, that something more is coming, and that all things will be made new, and every tear will be wiped from every eye, and that God alone is the final horizon, not death or decay, we actually live lives worth living here. And in a wild, roundabout way, that is evangelism. Believing, truly believing that there is something more than this world does not denigrate the joys or glance over the pains of this world. Those are very real, and they matter. Of course they matter. We have a God who made sure that people had enough food and had healthy lives worth living when he walked this world, but every miracle and every act of kindness he did pointed to the ultimate fulfillment when there won't be a question of hunger or pain or lack or want because our God is coming back to make good on his promise to restore all things. When we believe that and act like it's true, our lives change. And when we invite others to see where the living, loving, liberating, life-giving, trailblazing God is already moving in their lives, already acting and working, it changes things. That's evangelism. It's not accosting people in Walmart parking lots or leaving misleading gospel tracts on the floor of hospital bathrooms. It's living like the God who made us as we are, loves us as we are. It's living like the God who would go to the grave and come back, who is coming back again, is actually coming back again and is making all things new. Living like that, that's evangelism. And that's the call of God on every Christian life. That's our job, to follow the living God as this world is being made new. Amen.